0: Hey everyone, this is Coach Mark Nolan and welcome back for another episode of Don't Outkick Your Coverage and our company, thekickerzone.com. At Don't Outkick Your Coverage, we are the only podcast dedicated to the high school athlete and their parents who may not have a full understanding of the issues facing them today with the recent NCAA changes and my background of having trained thousands of high school athletes and their parents the past 48 years in the College Athletic Scholarship Hunt. I cover many of these issues in my number one best-selling book in four categories called College Athletic Scholarships, The Path to Recruiting Success in the New Age of NIL, The Transfer Portal, and Post-COVID Scholarships, which can be found on Amazon and over 20 other outlets. I sincerely hope everyone listening will purchase a copy, which will help us continue to grow our brand. Recently, we had four amazing guests on our podcast having huge impacts. So hopefully, you'll take a listen to them and the others we have done. Now today, we don't have any special guests, but want to focus this podcast on the recruiting side. As this time of the year, we are in the camping season. And no, I don't have any Bass Pro Shop as a sponsor or any other camping companies but the college camping season where all of a sudden a college coach out of nowhere pings little old Johnny or Janie with that all important follow. And now mom and dad and student athlete are headed to that college camp with gleaming eyes and visions of the full ride offer shortly after the camp is over. Hey, don't forget to get that picture taken with the college coach. And of course stating you can't wait to get back, et cetera. And by the way, Please make sure you stop by the Campus Bookstore and get that new hoodie. But let's get back to today's podcast, Realities in Recruiting. And literally is what my book is designed to help the student-athlete and their parents to guide them through this path to success. As I mentioned, this comes from my 48 years of serving student-athletes and their parents with thousands of hours in the trenches as an athlete working with student-athletes, including our son, and their parents, and as a coach helping those student-athletes and their parents who are facing these issues, and what can they do about it? It seems all I hear from the so-called recruiting folks is to just keep sending blind, massive emails and social media tweets to college coaches that normally go unanswered. Trust us, they say. Our way of recruiting is the best. Yeah, sure they are. Now, listen. Recruiting, as I have said in the past, is a contact sport and is an outcome-based result. The more contact you have either with your position coach or GA at the schools you are looking at will determine the outcomes that will judge as to what happens on this journey, both good and bad. And by the way, my first tip is, no college D1 or D1AA or even D2 head coach is going to have first contact with you. But for today's podcast, college recruiting is very similar to the technology software recruiting world I was in and where I wrote my first book back in 1995 on the technology side where we faced the technology recruiting wars. We literally coined the phrase called triage Recruiting. We're similar to a hospital style triage unit. We take the most critical patients first. In this case, we wanted to be able to recruit a high ticket software technology person for a hot six figure job opening. Or as I said in the past podcast, or a whole group of specialized folks for a multi million, multi year contract, similar to a ranger in a platoon in our military. Our triage recruiting board was designed in priorities as to the folks we needed top to bottom and who we could get on the team. Like what many college recruiting sports boards are of today. And I used the term gold, silver and bronze candidates. And I labeled each candidate this way. We met daily and we focused on the deals that were the best to close business for us. Again, again, this is very similar in the college recruiting boards we see today, and I'll expand upon that in a bit. Some positions we had required a national search, so we had a dedicated recruiters in the national side who had a broader reach and who were more senior-level folks who they may have known from a prior past relationship who could talk with senior folks being hired since they would be our starters on the first day. If we could find them locally where a national recruiter is recruited, that's all the better. We would go to a technology morning breakfasts or software and hardware conferences and network like crazy, and then hopefully bring them to our plush office space on one of our top three floors we had. Now, this is akin to a local recruiter who takes you on a college tour of the college facilities. And yes, of course, they all say the same thing we have the best facilities in the world you know even though they have probably never been to any others the closed and offer was a deal for them to start with their salary and benefits and everything else that came along with it and it's just like the national letter of intent of course without the ncaa's one-sided strong arm contract they make you sign they were now part of the team see we never hired to the bench because we wanted those top folks up and running as quickly as they could. Our depth chart was solely driven by the fact that each manager ran his or her own profit and loss or PL. But like most college coaches, a PWO was considered in the offering. We turned them the gold game changers and made offers to them, and each was a starter which meant they were billable resource for us immediately. And we paid them quite well. And they were worth it since our company's revenues numbers were based on these senior-level folks for the technology implementations contracts, which many times ran three to four years, similar to a college athletic scholarship of the olden days. Now, the second group, our silver candidates, were our SDP. Are silver developmental players, or to put it into a college sports term, our redshirt person. We would offer them as well, but since they were a bit junior to the others in the Gold Canada Club, we could use them on the team, but maybe not as critical to the projects. Think of these as a second or third string quarterback on the football team or a backup goalie who could step in if and when needed. They may have had the technical and functional expertise, but not with the latest version of the software we needed. And so, again, for a college recruiting board, this could be a person we could groom once they got bigger and faster and stronger, and especially if we saw the DNA of their parents when we met them. Now, the third group, the bronze candidates, they were the ones we thought they needed to have a deeper dive with our development team from the current project team members who were interviewing them and then compared these folks to our current depth of the project personnel we had moving forward. If the group thought they were not strong enough or had the client facing skills needed, basically folks who don't crap on themselves as high school student athletes do on social media, we might look at them down the road, especially if they were related to the board member or the president of the firm. Who wouldn't take those guys, right? Very similar to a grandpop who played at a school who is now a big donor at the school. Here again, in the college recruiter sports world, we would either say we need more film on them or to get another set of eyeballs on them, which would be a local recruiter who may have some insight or even a current high school coach or a private coach they work with. Or even if they wanted to be a PWO or a recruited walk-on, who is a local, to the, a local person to the state where the college is located, and maybe, just maybe, where Grandpappy played back there in the day and still is an active booster to that school, they would bring them in. Sometimes college recruiters, or now since the Gen X, Y, Z folks like to use talent acquisition leaders, which is still a recruiter, will see these as JUCO folks or other talent that might be best suited down the road. This was an old trick back in the 70s and 80s with college coaches who ran out of scholarships. They would tell a person they were recruiting to go to a JUCO, and then the following year would offer them a scholarship and for added benefit, have them attend a JUCO not too far away from the current college campus where the head coach was so they could keep an eye on them. Or even if they had high academics and live in a state with high ACT, SAT scores, they will get them in for free for college and get an attaboy from the AD year head coach of the sport you're in, knowing more funds are headed to the school. Especially with the NCAA Mafia-style directives and collectives trying to ruin college sports with NIL deals that clearly the Mafia is jealous of not being able to control, as the NCAA bag men are doing. All the others we looked at we place in a file cabinet with either an natf not a technical fit or a communication issue or a bs on their resume when we caught them they were lying on their resume other technical skills to put this into today's college sports recruiter this can be summed up in several ways too slow not big enough poor demeanor poor grades etc of course since a P5 college recruiter seeks only the best of the best in their opinions, they are always going for the gold recruited player and vice versa, especially since most, if not all, the high school student athletes and their parents believe Johnny and Janie are, in fact, P5 material. And this is the focus of today's realities in recruiting. Today's college recruiters, especially In the world of the transfer portal and the six-year eligibility college coaches look at the realities of the pocketbook to the places they recruit if you're a if you're in a p5 or a high-end school they recruit nationwide and normally have several coaches associated with a nationwide search for the talent they're looking in especially if these schools have winning records the more winning records you get, the bigger your pocketbook has to go nationwide for the talent. Many of these coaches will even be on the website showing where they recruit from and in a specific region. And then, of course, what position they're coaching in. Now, to me, one of their yellow flags I see, and normally early on in the recruiting process on social media, is that you know Coach Dingleberry, who is the D-line coach, starts to follow a kicking and punting, a long stepping specialist, and the high school student athlete and mom and dad and Aunt Millie and Uncle Charlie and everyone else is assured any day now that offer is coming. And yes, that coach will no doubt be attending your spring high school game. Another old trick they used to use. Hint, they are following you because they have a certain amount of players they need in the mix from their region. Heck, I've even heard of special side bet deals going between coaches who try to see which coach can recruit the highest five-star in their class. Points are awarded. And if you get an NRA, not a recruited athlete, but comes to a camp, they get a bonus. So moving on, the more wins you get in college, as I said, the bigger the pocketbook is, the bigger the NIL deals and the collectives and the directives who are funneling monies in these college recruiters will focus mainly on their greatest need on the recruiting board they use. And yes, in the old days, college coaches would have a blackboard in their office with the names of the players written in chalk. They wanted to go after nowadays, They use Excel and Google docs on their iPads with all the positions and grading being done for all the players. And yes, that includes a transfer portal who have a special designation on their grading. You also see these recruiters start early on going after the juniors for the junior day, unofficial visits that now are today's social media is taking it to a whole different level. But Hey, It's all about the eyeballs, right? Pretty soon, they will have unofficial sophomores and freshmen, and yes, even way down to middle school. What? We need to get those followers up. And the college campus bookstore has a bunch of new hats and hoodies they need to have purchased. Get get going. What are you waiting for? Okay, now back to our recruiting lesson. The high school, the head coach and his staff then look at targeting the specific areas of concentration they need to fill. As I said before, the word recruiter comes from the French word recruitaire, and the and the definition is to enlist new soldiers and to gain new supplies. So that is what they are doing. Every sport in every college looks to identify those athletic and yes, academic traits who are going to be essential to go to compete with on the field. And similar to the French word that was used, if we need to replace a general who has been wounded or killed in action, we're not going to recruit the local dog catcher. They are going to look at the traits needed in future battles. Take, for instance, the service academies. Rarely will they take a pro-style quarterback who is 6'5", who has a cannon for an arm. They simply just don't throw that much and they know what works and wasn't, and, and what does not work for them. And every recruiter is charged with producing a score of the high school athletes they are looking at and making sure they pass the current coach's eye chart. When they zone in on the gold, silver, and bronze, this is where the recruiting really begins. Of course, mom and dad think that the handwritten postcard of special invite is now the call to action for the next scholarship coming down the pike. It really is not. But it is a call to action to attend a college coach's camp to help fill the college coach's bankroll for the summer. And, yes, there are times when an all-of-a-sudden athlete shows up out of nowhere and knocks it out of the ballpark at the camp. But these are rare. I can tell you that when they're holding those transfer portal camps, it's not a social media contact saying to them, come to our camps. Their invite is way different. And you know why? Because college coaches nationwide and even internationally have access to all sorts of recruiting data and recruiting sites from huddle to 24 seven to rivals to on three. And now with the transfer portal and the instant notifications going on, the word recruiter really has become more of the depth chart builder for the next two years at most. And depending on the type of school and high academics or sports factor style of campus, the evaluations for the recruiting board normally only changes if and when the head coach leaves or well, the NIL and collectives can now throw enough money around to convince a recruit to flip which as stupid as this seems is now the new social media craze by the message board's fans who are driving the valuations of which five-star athlete can get flipped from, say, Notre Dame to The Ohio State University. So to close on this part, that's basically the new age of being a college recruiter. And sadly, as we used to have college coaches come to do in-home visits, which was not designed to see the athlete, but to see how crazy the parents were and were they worth having a deal with them for the next four or five years. So what can student athletes and parents do? Well, for starters, you, the student athlete, need to take the playbook I just laid out for you and develop your own recruiting board. And if you want to use Google Docs, knock yourself out where you are looking to seek out those schools where you really believe you can gain a college education and hopefully play your sport. I dare you to start this board with the schools you are actively looking at and have some level of engagement in speaking to these coaches. And yes, that includes actual telephone conversations. And of course, within the NCAA guidelines. Here's another tip for you. If you are on their board, you must ask them what position you are in compared to the others they are recruiting. Now, will they tell you the truth? You know, Some will, and then some won't. If they won't, then you must ask yourself the question, why do I want to keep texting and sending videos of someone who's not going to respond to me? A well-known recruiter's response is normally, you're number one on our list. Just hang in there. You know, I wrote these top 10 responses in my book as well. I can't tell you how many times parents over the years have told me their son or daughter was told this and an offer went to another person. Now, sometimes politics does come into play and sometimes the coach believes the other person was a better fit. And it could be from your recent grades or a stupid social media post you did, and they don't want that type of person on the team. Having the where am I is an easy thing to do, and yes, it is something you should do all the time. Simply say this to your coach. Hey, Coach Smith, thanks for the messages and everything, but I am focusing on the schools where I can see myself as a college student athlete, and at this point, I am going to stick with those schools. Thanks again. And good luck to you on your upcoming season. Now, does this work? (laughs) Yes, it does. Our son did exactly this with the special teams coach at the University of Maryland, where our son had won the the, the punting competition camp, and he dominated it. And the special teams coach then, Andre Powell, said afterwards that the head coach, who was Randy Edsel, who was also at the camp, was going to offer him a scholarship within the next two weeks. When three weeks had passed and no offer, our son literally sent the coach a note to Coach Powell letting him know he was moving on with others. Funny thing is, Coach Powell reached back out to him and was a bit disappointed, as was our son, since my wife and I were married at the University of Maryland and where I was doing my graduate work. And we were looking forward to him being a terrapin. But in the long run, it's worked out great for him and his God's plan and his view of of how he worked it, was wonderful. Of course, as I said in my book with with our son, every every college coach he spoke with told them he was only going after a PYP. What's a PYP? Well, it stands for we prefer you pay. No PWOs with promises of doing well and then getting a scholarship. That was not my wife and my deal with our son. He had worked hard. He had gotten great rankings. He had been to a lot of different camps. And we thought he was going to get the scholarship offer, which he ultimately did. Now, did we kind of offend or or put off coaches who were were willing to tell him they were only doing PWOs? Yes, I'm sure they were. But it also stopped those schools from texting our son with the, hey, what's up, big man? Just checking in, which normally means... Someone on the current board of that recruiter is going somewhere else and you've moved up the list. If you want further validation of this, just go to any school you're looking at on 24 seven sports and pull up the high school year and the athletes they're talking to. If the high school kid is not interested, it will say cool. Meaning the athlete has no interest and for whatever reason. So, we only focus on the schools our son had interest in and for his academics and his desire to play at a D1 school, which was paid for. That's what it came down to. So in closing, there are all sorts of recruiting companies who promise the world and other newer companies popping up to provide a better user interface into the world of college recruiting and service companies Helping athletes prepare for the rigors of college life. Some of them are really awesome. And for, for some of you who are listening to his podcast, you have to understand something. You are about 365 days from now of finding out where your new home is going to be. As it relates to some of the recruiting companies that I'm talking about and service companies, I do have some recommendations. And the reality is this. You, as the high school student-athlete, combined with your parents, need to seek out the most trusted source that you are comfortable with. And yes, I have the ones I like. So, of course, if you want some insight into them, call me at 678-200-7540 or email me at mnolan, M-N-O-L-A-N, at the... Kickers, K I C K E R S, zone.com. Finally, as we head out on a nice long vacation, this will be our last podcast until June 4th. So, in closing, and once again, thanks for listening to our Donut Kicker coverage. And please share this podcast with just one of your friends and give us those five star liked ratings on the podcast platforms you are listening to. This is Coach Mark Nolan signing off, and remember to please don't outkick your coverage. Have a great weekend, everyone.